In this chapter, the Ramam discusses fundamental principles of free choice. Halacha Aleph. Every person is granted permission. If he wants to turn himself to the good path, and be a righteous person, he has free, free reign to do so, free permission. He brought the latest lots of the Quran. He wants to turn himself to the evil path, Leo Swash and be an evil person. Horatius Biadi has the fierce full ability. Who shall cause a terror? This is what the terror says after Adam eats from the tree of knowledge. Hain ha Adam Haya, behold, the man has become Ka'achad, unique, Bimenu, like one of us, Ladas Tevra, knowing good and evil. Until then, only Hashem knew good and evil. And now, uh, and the angels, and now Adam Rishan also does. Claiming to say, Behold, this species of person, of people, will be unique in the world. And no, there's no other species similar to in this concept. That he on his own, in his own consciousness and thoughts, knows good and evil, and does whatever he wants. And there's no one who can prevent him to do evil or good. So every other species is, acts according to its nature, its inclination. It doesn't have any ability to choose, just does what it's designed to do. But other Marisha now has the ability to, to choose to do what he's supposed to or not, not, or not do. The Kivaj came to be synthesticates. He lest he take he stretch out his hand and take from the the tree of life, which Hashem did not want him to eat from for various reasons. So, to just give him a mitzvah that to Hashem to tell Adam that now that you ate from the tree of knowledge, you may not eat from the etzachai in the tree of life. That would not work because Adam retains free choice. He would still eat from it, perhaps, and therefore Hashem had to chase him out of Gan Eden. Don't let your mind entertain the idea that the foolish nation, the foolish goyim say, and some fools among the Yidden say. Hashem decrees on a person from the beginning of his of his life. That he should be righteous or, righteous or evil or wicked. In other words, he doesn't have free choice. In a different case, that's not true. Rather, every person has the ability to be a talik like Moshe Rabbeinu, a Rosh or a wicked person like Yeravim Benavot, or wise or foolish. The Amman seems to be saying that a person has the ability to have more or less success in his cognitive pursuits. The Chayra people are born with uh, different different uh, powers of, of mind. So presumably that means the ability to pursue m- within reason some greater or lesser degree of how much you can understand. Or merciful or cruel. Or generous. All, all, the, all, all traits. No one forces the person nor decrees upon him nor pulls him in any, any direction. Rather, he himself on his own is, is turned whichever way, every way he wants. Now, again, the Ram himself says earlier that is that people who have certain inclinations to bring them in certain directions, but that doesn't force the person. He has to be willing to be to be. Uh, he has to he has to be willing not to uh, put an effort. Uh, in challenging that inclination to be drawn towards one of those directions. So a, per- a person who has a nature to be miserly uh, doesn't mean he can. He has to be miserly, but he chooses not to challenge that nature. That's what Yemiyahu says. From Hashem, the evil and good does not come. 
It only comes from the person's choice. Clearly, to say, and a bit of grace allowed them to tell you for the this. Hashem does not decree on a person to be good or evil. Since that's the case, Nimza comes out. The sinner caused this loss upon himself. So upon so who does a sinner have to look for to responsibility for his situation? Himself only. It's fitting for the person to cry and to mourn. Uh, uh, for his averis, and what he did to his soul and the evil he caused to it, the spiritual damage that sin does to the soul, or simply speaking, I'm referring to the possible punishment that it could cause. That's what the pasuk says afterwards. Why would a living man grieve uh, for his averis? Because then it says uh, in, in, in the same parak. And then it says in the same parak, uh, this is not the words of the Apostle that I'm just explaining. Since we have our free choice, and because in our understanding and our awareness and choice, we did these evils, it's appropriate for us to return to the tshuva and leave our evil, our wickedness, because that we have, that we have, the choice is now in our hands. The ball is in our court. And that's what the Apostle says afterwards. Let's search our ways and examine them and return to Hashem. So why should we grieve over the fact we did not have We we caused the damage. We could fix it. This matter is a fundamental principle. It's a pillar on which Tere Mitzvah rests. Shanem Al-Pasach says, Behold, I give you today the life and the opposite of life. And it says, Behold, I'm giving you today blessings and curses. Shalom means to say, The choice is in your court. The choice is in your hands. Do you want life and the blessing or the opposite? Whatever a person desires to do of the deeds of man, he can do it. If it's good, if it's evil. Regardless, it says, Hashem says to Moshe, Who would give? What would I, I, would, what would, what would I wouldn't give? So to speak, that their hearts would be this positive as they are now, and that specific incident where Hashem approved of what the Eden were doing. Clear meaning to say, Hashem does not force people. Does not decree that they, that they do good or evil. Rather, everything is given to their choice. Therefore, Hashem says, if only they would have the same positive frame of mind always, but it's not guaranteed because they all ha- always have free choice. Hashem had decreed on a person before his birth whether he's going to be a Talik or a Rasha. Or if there was something that drew a person from, by his nature to one of the two directions, or to one of the traits, of any of the traits, or perspective from among various perspectives or natures, or any kind of view. Like the silly stargazers believe, how could Hashem command us to do the Nevi'im? Do this way and don't do that way. Improve your ways. Don't follow your, your wickedness. However, but it would be contradictory for Hashem, apparently, from the beginning of, creation, of the creation of the person, 
has already decreed from the beginning of his creation or his birth he's already been decreed that which direction he should go for and how is it possible for him to uh, to, to leave it what place would it be what logic would it be for the entire Torah which commands us to do this and not do that and with which uh, justice logic would it be right to to punish the wicked or, or, or reward the tzaddik if it's just in his nature to be that way would the judge of all the earth not do justice now again we already said earlier that people do have certain natures which draw them in certain directions and the Mepharshim discussed that uh, again the person has choice whether how much he allows that inclination to control him now, don't wonder and say, how can a person do whatever he desires and have free choice? And his deeds are in his, in his, in his, uh, under his control. Can anything happen in the world without the uh, permission, so to speak, of, or the desire of Hashem? Because of him, the Pesach says, only what Hashem desires happens on heaven and earth. So how could you say that Hashem does not want me to eat on kosher at the same time, I can choose to do so. That you should know, everything happens according to Hashem's will. Answers the Ramam. Even though we have free choice. How is it possible? Just like Hashem wants, the nature of the earth is that fire and wind naturally ascend upwards. And water and earth naturally ascend downwards. Regarding our conversation in the four elements. A goggle save of eagle and the sphere, the outermost sphere of the solar system of the universe, rotates. And all the other creations in the world had their nature, which Hashem wants them to have. So to Hashem wants that a person have free choice. And all his deeds are given to him. And he should not have no one forcing him or drawing him in any direction. Rather, he himself on his own. With the understanding and intelligence Hashem gave him, could do whatever man desires to do. So, in other words, the Ramam is answering the question by saying that Hashem, Hashem wants the person to have free choice to do as he wants without Hashem mixing in. Therefore, it's not considered like something happening outside of Hashem's desire because it's Hashem who wants it to be this way. The fichach, therefore, done nicely. If he master a person, can be judged according to his deeds. If he does goodness, Hashem rewards him. If he does evil, Hashem punishes him. That's why Navi says, From your hands this happened to you. And you chose your ways. They chose their own paths. Regarding the Shlomo says, Rejoice, young man, in your youth. The Pasuk continues later on. It says, Know that all these things you do, Hashem will bring you judgment. So be happy with the fact that you have free choice and be, be aware that whatever you, have, whatever you do has a responsibility, an accountant. Clearly, to say, You have the ability to do as you wish. But you have to be aware that you're going to have to give a, a uh, be judged for your deeds. Now, many pages of ink have been spilled regarding this halach and the Rambam and there's tremendous conversations about it among all of them you can do your own research and uh, there's also a sikh and the sikhs in Chedek Hay Parshish Lechachal the first sikh discusses this at great length uh, and uh, let's, let's leave it at that Halacha Hay continuing the same thing of this uh, subtle and perhaps difficult concept 
Shem Atayim, perhaps you'll say, Valekosh Baruch Hadeim, Makom Asher Yai. Hashem knows everything that will happen. The Kaim Shia, He knows it. He knows everything which will happen. The Kaim Shia, He knows everything which will happen before it happens. Yadash is a year. Talek or Yerusha Eloyada. So the Kaim Shia, the Kaim Shia, Yadash is a year. Talek or Yerusha. And before it happened, that this person chose the right way or the wrong way to be a Talek or Yerusha. Did he know? Eloyada did not know. If you'll say Hashem knew he, this person will be a tzaddik, it's impossible to say he would not be a tzaddik. Because then you're saying Hashem's knowledge is imperfect. And Hashem's um, uh, uh, perfection of knowledge uh, is a basic principle of Yiddishkeit. Uh, omniscience, I believe it's called. Uh, even if you'll say that, he, that he, he knew that he would be a tzaddik, yeah, excuse me. If you tell me she had the tzaddik, if you say that Hashem knew, he'd be a tzaddik. But it's still possible he's, he'll be a Russia. Hashem's knowledge is knowledge is imperfect. So how do we reconcile the fact that Hashem's knowledge is perfect? He knows with absolute certainty what's going to happen, and still the person has free choice. So die, you should know. The answer to this question is, so to speak, longer than the earth. And why are they in the sea? Borrowing the from, from the lashon of the pasuk in Yiyev. The kamei karim dem and many great fundamental principles and so to speak, mountains are uh, high mountains uh, of, of concepts. Mountainous concepts are dependent upon it. However, you must know with certainty this thing I'm going to say. We already explained in the second chapter of of laws of Yisrael Hashem does not know things with through a knowledge like we know things that is external to the person, independent of the person. They and the person are, are two different things. People can exist independent of their ideas because uh, before you knew something, you were a person. And the fact that you knew something doesn't, doesn't make you a different kind of person. It means you're still a human being. If you never find that thing out, so fine, so you never knew it. And, and also the concept exists separate from the person because someone else who does not know this, uh, if, a person, if, if, if a person does not know this concept, this concept exists before a person can f- discover it perhaps. So you can discover the idea, but that doesn't mean you created the idea. Rather Hashem, the exalted one, his name and his knowledge are one. A person really can't understand this in its full entirety. Because we always imagine things as they are in our world and we try to apply them to Hashem. But the truth is, is that this idea of Hashem being one with His knowledge is something we can't really comprehend. Just like a person cannot understand, cannot understand the truth of, of the Creator. Hashem, the Buzzik says, A person can never see me, meaning he can never understand me and live. A person is not able to understand the knowledge of Hashem. Just like we cannot understand Hashem, we can't understand His knowledge either how he knows things. So our question over here is, how does Hashem know what we're going to do at the same time we have free choice? Well, the answer is you don't really understand what it means to know uh, what, what, what you, you, you we, we don't really understand what it means to, to, to under, we can't understand what it means that Hashem knows something because that means that his knowledge is knowing it. We can't understand his knowledge. It's a different kind of knowledge. Your thoughts are not like mine. Your way is not like mine. Since that's the case, 
we don't have the ability to understand how Hashem could know all of creation and all deeds. And at the same time, we have free choice. However, we can know without, with, with certainty, without a doubt, that a person's deeds are in his hands. He has free choice. Hashem does not draw him or decree on him to do anything. This is not just something we know of faith and tradition, even though it's also true. There's a logical proofs behind it. Regarding this, it says in the Nevoah, We judge a person, a person is judged according to his deeds, if they're good or evil. There's a basic principle that all the words of prophecy, meaning the Torah, which is the prophecy of Meshach and all of the prophecy depends upon it.